This is the Heidi Harris Show podcast. I do these a couple of times a week. You can find them anywhere you get podcasts, subscribe, whatever. You can also find them at HeidiHarris.com. You can also listen to my live radio show weekday, mornings 9 to noon on AM 670 KMZQ in Las Vegas. And there's a link to listen live to the show at HeidiHarris.com. Every Monday, we are honored to speak with Dr. Kelly Victory. Her hashtag is Facts Not Fear. And it's always great to get some actual clarity on what's happening with COVID specifically. That's what our main topic lately. One of the most recent stories came out of South Africa when they discovered that this new variant, whatever it may be, is no longer responding apparently to the AstraZeneca vaccine. So they've called off the distribution of the vaccine. What the heck's the truth? Here's my conversation with Dr. Kelly Victory this week on The Heidi Harris Show. Personality that provokes and persuades. The Heidi Harris Show on AM 670 KMZQ. Good morning. How you doing? Glad you're here. It's Medical Monday on The Heidi Harris Show. We always love welcoming Dr. Kelly Victory, and we are honored that she makes the time for us every single week to provide hashtag facts, not fear. How are you, doctor? I am well, although these weeks just seem to be melding into one another, Heidi. I keep thinking one of these Mondays it's going to uh, it's going to be different, but so far no changes in sight. Right, it's it's crazy. We keep hearing the same stories again and again and again. I know you've seen this. Let's start with this. South Africa has now suspended the AstraZeneca vaccine drive after studies show minimal protection. You and I have talked in the past about the fact that yes, these viruses tend to mutate, but then you hear the word variant. I mean, what is going on, doctor? Well, the bottom line is, Heidi, that all viruses mutate. Uh, coronaviruses happen to be pretty good at it. They do it relatively quickly, but all viruses mutate. The great news is that it would be extraordinarily uncommon, really, really rare, for a virus to mutate and become more lethal, more virulent, more serious. That's just not how it, how it works. So, in general, viruses mutate, but they become less Virulent. Interesting. Let's go, Dr. Kelly Victory. It's Medical Monday here on the Heidi Harris Show. We love Dr. Kelly Victory. You know what's interesting to me too? You and I have discussed this uh, many times, but also the idea of the flu vaccine. Right? We every time they give you a flu vaccine, if you get a flu shot, they're basing that on what they think the strain's going to be this year. Correct? That is correct, and that's why flu shots don't get anywhere near one hundred percent effective. Uh, you are quite right. They are always basing the flu shot on what was the strain that came out last year. So in a, in a good year, they might guess right, and a flu vaccine might be as much as 60 or 65% effective. In a lousy year, when they don't guess so well, it might only be 20 or 25% effective. So vaccines for things like influenza and likely for COVID will no, get nowhere near 100% efficacy. And even the estimations, and I've said this from the beginning, Heidi, for the efficacy on the Moderna and the Pfizer vaccines, they were quoting somewhere in the uh, mid-90s, you know, 92, 94, 96% effective. I think those are grossly overestimated because of the way they made those calculations. It simply isn't reasonable to think that you will be able to get a vaccine that effective for a coronavirus that is capable of mutating relatively quickly. As I said, viruses tend to become weaker as they mutate. They may become more, quote-unquote, contagious, uh, meaning that they spread more quickly, but they become weaker and, and they therefore cause less severe disease. But the idea that we are going to have a highly, highly effective vaccine 
I think is unlikely. And that's why I've really uh, just tried to get people to focus on the things that really will make a difference, things we can do to enhance our own immune systems, uh, to prevent coming down not only with COVID, but with any virus during cold and flu seasons, all the supplements we should be taking and the reasonable precautions. But the idea that people should cower in their basements until they get vaccinated, I think is silly, it's unfounded, and it's not likely to work. Mm, Dr. Kelly Victory, hashtag facts not fear on Twitter. You can find her on Twitter also, Dr. Kelly Victory. You know, what's so interesting to me, too, is that I've not seen any claims that these vaccines actually prevent you from getting it. What they say continuously, maybe I've missed it, is they continue to say, well, it prevents the severe side effects. Well, most people don't have severe side effects, doctor. That's the, the laughable aspect of this. Exactly. And it really is a risk-benefit analysis in my mind, Heidi. You have to take into account what is your individual likelihood of having severe illness from COVID if you should get it. For most of us, if you are under the age of 65 or 70 and don't have one of those very well-defined comorbidities like obesity, diabetes, heart disease, that tends to be associated with worse outcomes with COVID, then you really have to weigh the risk of the vaccine itself. Again, to be clear, none of the vaccines that are currently being used, Moderna, Pfizer, soon to be Johnson & Johnson, AstraZeneca, none of these vaccines are FDA approved. They have not been through the rigorous testing and they haven't stood the test of time the, the months and years that we normally take with a vaccine to determine if there are any significant downstream bad effects from them. And many times there are. We have had in recent history some pretty devastating uh, outcomes from vaccines, uh, not the least, say, the dengue flu, the dengue fever uh, vaccine that was resulted in the deaths of many hundreds of children and other things. And while I am generally extraordinarily pro-vaccine, these vaccines, in my estimation, have not been adequately tested. So if you don't fall into one of those higher risk categories for COVID, I think you'd have to think long and hard before you'd roll your sleeves up just yet. Absolutely. We're speaking with Dr. Kelly Victory. It's Medical Monday here on the Heidi Harris Show. I saw a story, I'm sure you saw too, a a man who was in his 70s fell as he was leaving the building after getting a COVID-19 vaccination, apparently, and just dropped dead they're saying about 25 minutes after he got it it's odd to me doctor that they make you sit and wait 15 minutes after they do the vaccine as it is right to check for quote-unquote side effects or something like that do they do that with the flu vaccine no they don't Hmm. and the reason they are doing it and and they need to with these vaccines because there is not an insignificant risk of uh of having an anaphylaxis or a bad allergic reaction um normally during the testing process, during the FDA approval process, the, the typical four to six years that it takes for vaccines to come to market, they sort all of those things out. They do the animal studies first and then multiple levels of human studies to look for allergic reactions first off and then any adverse effects or adverse events that happen further out. We have seen uh, a much higher than the average number of allergic reactions to these vaccines, some of them uh, devastating, and anaphylaxis has occurred uh, in, in quite a few patients, particularly in Europe. 
We've also seen a disproportionate number of spontaneous miscarriages, uh, mm. in, tragically, in pregnant women who received the vaccine. Wow. So they ask you to stay for at least 15 to 30 minutes because the last thing you want to do is have someone get vaccinated, get in their car and drive away and have an anaphylactic reaction halfway down the freeway. Wow, I don't want to gloss over that. That's really important. We're speaking with Dr. Kelly Victory. It's Medical Monday. So women are having miscarriages. Pregnant women are having miscarriages as a result. You're not saying all women, but I have not read that anywhere. I'm so grateful to hear that from you, not that it's happening, but to to get this information out there. That's frightening that a pregnant woman would take it because you and I have discussed in the past, this was never tested on pregnant women. I guess it's being tested on them now, isn't it? No, and, and it is terrifying. Wow. It absolutely was never tested on pregnant women. It was never tested on breastfeeding women. And many of us had warned about this potential side effect because one of the spike proteins on COVID that you're being injected with this messenger RNA to create these spike proteins so that your body will see them as foreign and create antibodies to them. That's how all vaccines work one way or another, you want to create antibodies to something that your body perceives as foreign. Unfortunately, one of the spike proteins on COVID-19 is essentially identical to a protein that is critically important for the formation and development of a placenta. (sighs) So women, it appears, may be developing antibodies to their own placentas and therefore miscarrying as a result. Uh, This was one of the things we warned about and suggested that this not be used on not only on women who are actively pregnant, but on women who are trying to get pregnant because of this potential risk of effect upon the placenta. So the numbers are not large enough yet, but uh, just last week, eight eight women had uh, spontaneous miscarriages uh, in Europe. Six of them were healthcare workers, and uh, it is considered to be directly related to the vaccine. So we need more studies. Yeah, absolutely. We're with Dr. Kelly Victory. And I would, as you mentioned, women who are thinking about getting pregnant, we don't know how long this is going to be in their system. So if you're going to try to have a baby in the next couple of years, would you advise people take this? You're saying no, probably. I, I would not. I, as I said, again, I am very pro-vaccine. But we need to test these things out and sort them out and know the answers beforehand. I don't want people to be human guinea pigs. Right. I don't think that that's right. I don't think it's ethical, particularly, again, when you take it in light of your relative risk. Your average woman of childbearing age, if you're between the ages of 20 and 30 or 20 and 35, you already fall into an extraordinarily low, low, low risk from you know bad side effects if you get COVID itself. So it really is a relative risk issue, and I hate to see women lining up to get vaccinated and possibly profoundly impacting their fertility when they are at relatively low risk from having any bad side effect from the actual virus were they to get it. Wow. I mean, that that's a huge, huge deal that you don't hear talked about. And that's very, very important. Dr. Kelly Victory, I always look forward to Medical Mondays. Thanks so much. You can find her on Twitter, Dr. Kelly Victory. You're the best. I so much appreciate the information because there's so much uh, information about clicking and fear and this and that. That's why I use the hashtag facts, not fear. And it's so important. Have a great week and I'll see you next Monday. Absolutely. Thank you. Always great speaking with Dr. Kelly Victory. She joins me every Monday at 9.40 a.m. on AM 670 KMZQ. And if you get a chance to listen to it live, you can do so at HeidiHarris.com. Or if you're in Las Vegas, you can listen at AM 670 KMZQ.
Until we meet again, remember, you were created for a purpose. Here's Tony Scott.